Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman with the top story in the world, years after it first happened. And we're going back to September 2009 for the top story from the Bugle back then. Now, we all need a holiday from time to time, and uh, myself and John Oliver had been on a bit of a break. We returned to find that despite our time away, nothing much had changed in the world. Here we are in issue 89 of the Bugle, entitled The Bugle Finally Returns. Top story this week, Obama healthcare soap opera. Willy, won't he, can he, can't he? Ooh, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> you may recall that when we last bugled way back in mid-August, that America was in the midst of a valiant civil war to win its health from itself. <laughs> well, that war has by no means been resolved, Andy, in the last few weeks that we've been away. If anything, it is raging even harder. In fact, the battle for healthcare has started to resemble the war in Afghanistan. History would suggest that it's politically disastrous to attempt to intervene in it, but at some point, someone is going to have to do something about it, and you just can't help but want to be the first one to succeed. <laughs> so it does seem that America is still tearing itself apart, John, over yep. exactly how much pain the state should allow poor people to die in. Yeah, it's, it seems it's, to... it's tearing itself apart with still no way of <laughs> managing to putting itself back together as well. Well, it seems to come down to a debate between loads of pain on the Republican side and quite a lot of pain <laughs> on the Democratic side. Yeah. It's, it's one of those great ideological debates, John. It's like communism against capitalism all over again for me. You know, I guess you've got to ask the question, is it more important to heal the sick or save some money for the rich? <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I can't answer that question. But let's let's consult America's number one ranked most popular Messiah, Jesus Christ. Now, I'll just check my internet Bible here. Um, right. 
Well, it looks pretty close, John. I mean, you really love the poor and said the rich should give all their money away. But uh, then there's that little-known parable of the trickle-down economist and also the recently unearthed manuscript of the Gospel of St Lionel, yeah. in which, uh, after he brings Lazarus back from the dead, he presents him with an invoice for 400 shekels. Uh, but Lord Jesus, said Lazarus, dusting himself off and spitting the maggots out of his mouth, <laughs> I thought you were saving me as an inspirational sign of your divine goodness and power. Well, yeah, kind of, mate, said Big J. But I've got to eat and I've got to put my kid through school. Sorry, did I say kid? I, I have no kid. Let me make that abundantly clear. <laughs> it's a, a very striking new gospel, Andy, but it was in Warren Buffett's handwriting. <laughs> so, President Obama addressed Congress to insist for the 17th different time that the time for healthcare reform is now. No, now. No, de definitely now. Okay, start it now. And also to refute some of the uh, scaremongering which has been going on since Congress went on break. And it was in the middle of this address when Republican Congressman Joe Wilson heckled the Commander-in-Chief, shouting out, You lie! First of all, as a heckle, that is both tame and hugely unimaginative. <laughs> but both Andy and I are stand-up comedians, so, frankly, we've had worse things shouted at us by audiences than war criminals get shouted at them from the Hague's public gallery. And <laughs> you lie is the equivalent of get off your shit. At the very least, you should have gone with, Say something fiscally responsible! Or, You're stealing President Clinton's material! <laughs> But a, a nice detail in this story was revealed by Joe Wilson's wife, uh, who said in an interview afterwards that when she uh, initially spoke to him on the phone immediately after the speech, she asked him, what nut shouted out you lie at the president? <laughs> and he was forced to say, oh, I did. <laughs> Tricky moment in a marriage, darling. I am that nut of which you speak. <laughs> it was I. Congressman Wilson is from guess where? That's right, South Carolina. And... <laughs> Let's be fair, you've got to hand it to South Carolina, Andy, with, with, with him, Governor Mark Sanford and Senator Lindsey Graham. They really are taking douchebaggery to world record levels. And even more impressively, they continue pushing the bar with no one else helping them by providing them competition. There's no pace setter for them now. They, they must know that they're number one at producing arseholes at the moment, but yet they're still able to push themselves to see how just how good they can be. They're like a competitive hot dog eater who becomes world champion, makes it into the history books, but who then can't stop eating more hot dogs anyway, just to make sure the record is never broken. <laughs> uh, but contrary to significant evidence, the Republican leadership aren't actually stupid. They know when someone's crossed the line, and they made sure that Joe Wilson apologised quickly, and just hours later he released a statement saying... I'm very grateful that the White House uh, have indicated that they appreciated uh, me apologising through my phone call. And, oh boy, you know, that must have been an awkward phone call to make. Even more <laughs> awkward when you find out that apparently Wilson had tried to call Obama to apologise personally, but ended up talking with the White House Chief of Staff, Rahm Emanuel, instead. A man famous for having one of the most brutal tempers in the whole of DC. <laughs> but it didn't stop there. Joe Wilson clearly knows that in case a phone call apology isn't enough, it's time to hit YouTube and stare awkwardly into a camera. <laughs> His apology was this. He said, last evening I let my emotions get the best of me on the critical issue of healthcare. I was wrong, and I apologised to the President shortly afterwards, and he has acknowledged my sincerity. Not bad, as follow-up apologies go. I've heard better, but I've also heard worse. Just walk away from the camera now, let people get back to watching hamsters on a piano eating popcorn. But no, <laughs> he went on to say, on these issues I will not be muzzled. I will speak up and speak loudly against this risky plan. I need your help now. If you agree with me that the government-run health plan is bad for America, then I ask for your support. Please go to joewilsonforcongress.com and contribute to my effort to defeat the proponents of government-run health care. Wow! 
<laughs> You've got to hand it to him. You don't often see someone apologise and then immediately ask for money. <laughs> that takes real balls, Andy. Huge, <laughs> leathery balls. Oh, sorry I drove into the back of your car there. How about giving me £50? <laughs> and it, it turns out that gross breaches of etiquette are actually now a potential goldmine, because you can also buy T-shirts now that say, I'm with Joe Wilson, along with mugs, baseball caps and bumper stickers, all of which has helped add... One million dollars. One million dollars in the last week to his re-election campaign. Who knew that a lack of basic manners would be so profitable? (laughs) But that's capitalism, love it or leave it. The point is, listen, Buglers, America is in serious economic trouble. In fact, the whole world is. And together, we need to explore every profitable revenue we can find. (laughs) And I think Joe Wilson just found a new one. And that is why I'm instructing you to go to work tomorrow. Walk straight in there. And tell your boss that they're a dick. (laughs) Ask yourself this. Can the world afford for you not to do it? (laughs) And all all this circus culminated in Nancy Pelosi demanding that Congress publicly rebuke Joe Wilson on the floor of the House. They basically made him stand there like a naughty boy, writing, I will never shout at the President again a hundred times while thinking about what he's done. Now, Wilson was understandably not keen on this idea, not because it was a complete waste of valuable House time, but because, and I quote, in my view... By apologising to the President, the most important person in the history of the world, that applied to everyone. What? (laughs) The most important person in the history of the world? Steady on. No one minds an apology, but an arse-kissing is really unforgivable. (laughs) The only thing that made this whole debacle worthwhile was when Chris Wallace on MSNBC asked Joe Wilson in an interview, how will you feel when they make you stand in the well of the house... And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi disciplines you. <laughs> and there was just something in that congressman's eyes in that moment that made me think that what he actually wanted to say was, how will I feel when she disciplines me? <laughs> a little turned on, Chris. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, I've been a bad, bad boy and I need to be punished. I think I'm going to feel humiliated, angry and full of unexpected tingly sensations. <laughs> I think the real question here is, Chris, how are you going to feel when she disciplines me? <laughs> Do you like to watch that kind of thing? Because I like to be watched. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I might have been reading too much into the pause. I don't know. I don't know. You know. You know what politicians are like, John? Yeah. Perverts to a man. <laughs> I guess for Obama, John, trying to do politics with the Republican right must be like trying to do a guided tour of an art gallery with a group of disruptive four-year-olds. <laughs> I just don't know when to shut up and behave, and there is absolutely nothing he can say that can possibly calm them down. Well, after all this, the proposed bill has finally been revealed by Senator Max Borkers, and to be honest, it wasn't revealed with much razzmatazz considering (laughs) the build-up it's had. No lasers, no T-shirt cannons, no bursting through a paper American flag, just a middle-aged white man reading out a pre-prepared statement. (laughs) Borkers claims that the bill would cost $856 billion over 10 years and mandate insurance coverage for every American. And... He has absolutely no Republican support whatsoever. Hold on, that can't be right. Maybe I've got that number upside down. No, it is still zero. (laughs) After all that, Andy, months and months of negotiations and concessions, and this is the result. He technically could have drafted a bill that was nothing but a flipbook of every elected Republican graphically urinating on the Constitution, and it would have got exactly the same amount of bipartisan support as this did. In which case, he should at the very least have done that. (laughs) 
If you've enjoyed this edition of Top Stories, and indeed any other editions of Top Stories or The Bugle, do come and see The Bugle live shows next year on our UK tour that runs through March. Venue details and tickets on sale at thebuglepodcast.com. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.